I want to start with uh, repentance because that was one of the things that came up a lot in our prayers. And I'll just take a few moments to speak into it and then um, hopefully some of you will pray along with me uh, as we kind of ask God for that grace. What we were seeing is, um, is like in Isaiah 6 when Isaiah uh, chapter, chapter 6, he has this vision of the Lord. And he says, Behold, I saw the Lord and he was seated on his throne. And he's kind of overcome with this vision of the Lord. And he says, Woe am I, like woe to me, because I'm a man of unclean lips and I come from a people of unclean lips. And what's, what's interesting about that is, is this wasn't kind of a, uh, a Saul to Paul conversion. Like Isaiah had already been in chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. He had already been speaking for the Lord. He had already been giving these kind of proclamations of, hey, you know, Israel, we got to do better. We got to do this. And, uh, and then in 6, because of the closeness to God, he realizes, oh, man, like I'm still unclean lips. And one of the ways we were, we were talking about it as a staff is, is kind of with, um, with like the color white. If you're painting your walls white, there's like 50 shades of white. There's a ton of different, you go into the Home Depot or wherever you get paint and it's just a lot of different shades of white. And, and if you were to paint one wall white and then go into another room and paint it a different shade of white and then you had visitors or guests in your home and you asked them, is this the same color? Like most of them would say yes. But when you put the paints right next to each other, then you begin to see like, oh, actually this one's kind of grayish or this one's a little blue or this one's sort of green, but this one's like truly white. And in the same way as we, in these last, last months and weeks and especially in, in our time of fasting, We've been sensing this nearness to God, and uh, and it's exposing some of the areas where it's like, oh God, I'm I'm not quite that ultra pure white. Like I thought I was doing pretty good, but it turns out I'm a little gray. I'm a little this. I'm a little that. And so the repentance that we've been feeling uh, as a staff and as a leadership team that we want to pray into tonight is not just this repentance of, you know, the, the drug dealers and the murderers and the liars would come up and they'd like make this huge show of repentance and my life has changed and it's completely turned around 180 degrees. It, instead, it's just that even those of us who are like running hard after God, just that we would have this um, experience like Isaiah had where we come close to the Father and we recognize, oh, there's still a little bit more. There's still, he is so holy. And, uh, and not that we have to beat ourselves up about it. I mean, praise God that he sent Jesus and now we have this positional righteousness that he has paid every debt so that we can go boldly into the throne before God. But there's still this, um, this choice to live righteously. Uh, there's still these things, you know, where the Bible talks about how the heart is uh, deceptively wicked, that sometimes we don't even realize that we've got poor motives behind even our good actions. And, uh, and so just this kind of awareness that in the presence of a holy God, to recognize that he is so holy and that there are things that, that uh, it's not that we... Um, Again, it's not that we've been just so bad, but just there's this privilege to say, oh God, forgive me for this, and I repent of this, and I want to be holy like you are holy. Because he calls us, he says, be holy as I am holy. Uh, and so that's one of the first things we want to pray into. And then um, what's beautiful is from that place of repentance, it brings us into a place of alignment, and these things can kind of build on each other. But let's, let's start there with that repentance. Let's pray for 
the grace of repentance. And we've had some of our prophetic people who have just already been experiencing this and it's just coming in kind of this tenderness and this weeping and worship of like, oh God, you're, you're at work here and I, I missed it here and I didn't realize this was happening here and forgive me for having this motive here. And my heart wasn't in the right place here. And, and just this, this thing that it's, it's like a burden lifted. It's not a, it's not a negative thing. And so let's, let's start by, by praying into, into that. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you for your grace that empowers us. Not just a grace that, that covers up or hides, um, but it's a grace that empowers us and empowers us to live rightly. Father, we thank you for those close encounters with you when we recognize uh, that, that closeness that, oh, this white doesn't match that white. Um, we thank you that you have um, that you have given us this ability to come to you with everything, to lay everything at your feet, and to not be uh, banished or thrown away, but as a loving father, you scoop us in and you draw us closer and you say, that's all right, let's get, let's get it together. And so, Father, we ask that in our congregation, in our families, in our lives and in our hearts, in our minds, in everything that we do, we pray that uh, you, would, you would help us to be quick to repent, quick to ask for your forgiveness, that we would run from the things that trouble your heart, that upset you, that bother you, that you've called us out of and away from. Pray that we would run from those things and instead we would run to you and that in our closeness, uh, that we would open up every area of our heart, not just some of it, not just some parts of our life, not just some parts of our thoughts, but we would open up everything to your examination and we would say, correct anything that needs to be corrected, Dad. Correct anything that isn't right. In Jesus' name. Excellent. All right. Um, I just think let's just spend another minute in this. I feel like the Holy Spirit is, like, even as we draw close to Him right now, just. I think we have a tendency to go, we're good. Like, but I can guarantee none of us are good. <laughs> He's good. Um, and as we behold him, as we behold his glory, so we, the other verse we were in was 2 Corinthians 3. And it's as we behold him or, or looked at him and draw near to him, it says we actually become more like him. We were transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. That doesn't just happen like by just looking and going, oh, that's, that's cool, like God's great. It actually happens because when, when we behold him, we see his glory, we see his holiness, and it draws us to him. It should draw us to him. It doesn't draw us away. It doesn't pull us back. It actually draws us close to him. And as we go close to him, it's like, oh, we become more like him. And this is where that repentance comes in. Repentance sometimes is, we are talking about it earlier today, it's like it can be that word of, ugh, like nobody wants to repent or die, right? It's, it's not that. It's actually a beautiful thing that the Lord calls us to that allows us to become more like him. It's in that place of humility. It's in that place where we allow pride to go and we say, 
God, woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips. And I think I, if Isaiah would have come back in there, it'd been like, woe is me again. I'm just like, there, Haman. We are not like God, but we, as we, as we behold Him, we become more like Him. We come into that likeness. So I just, I feel, just close your eyes and just let the Holy Spirit actually minister to you. I feel like there is a, a beholding right now that as we behold Him, He's going to reveal things to us. Not in a condemnation way, but the Holy Spirit, it says that He convicts. And that conviction is such a good thing. It's such a beautiful thing. And so there's just areas of our life that the Holy Spirit goes, oh, I, want you to, I want you to shift this a little bit. It's not like me, and I want you to be like me. That's your way. I want you to walk in my way. So, Lord, as we, as we just as we shut our eyes to the things of this world and we, as we just open our eyes to you, as we look into your eyes and we behold your glory, your holiness, your beauty, Lord, I pray that you reveal by your spirit Lord, those things. There's so many things probably in our lives. Reveal one. Be nice. <laughs> Would you reveal to us those areas that we can just come to you and repent? And here's the beauty of repentance is, is when we do repent, when we do turn to you, it's a beautiful thing. And your blood, it cleanses us. It says from all unrighteousness. It comes in and it cleanses us. The blood of Jesus, 1 John, when it talks about it, cleanses us from all unrighteousness in that place of repentance. But it says if you do not repent, if you, do, if you say you do not have sin, and sin is ultimately just, it's, it's walking outside of the ways of God. Faith is an action, and it is actually moving in the things of the Lord. It's moving in the ways of God. Sin is we think sin is like when we do something horrible. Sin is actually when we are just walking not in the ways of the Lord. We're not walking in faith. When we come into fear, when we come into anxiety, when we come into those things, we're actually stepping outside of his plans and his will, which brings us into a place of fear. And it gives access to the enemy to bring fear and anxiety in. And it's outside of his will. And it's not all he says is come to me. All you who are weary, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He means come into alignment with me that you would walk in my ways. So, Lord, I pray right now that you would reveal those things in our lives. And, Lord, that we would humbly repent, which means turn from those things as we see them. And as we behold you and as we reveal your love to us we will run from those things. We will detest those things. And we will come into your arms and know that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you. Thank you for who you are. That we could become more like you walking in your ways, being blameless, being holy, being spotless. 
being at peace with you. That peace is not an earthly peace. It's a vertical peace. It's that peace that we have with the Father through Christ. When we... And I've been talking, and I even I had a... I had a couple of visions this last Sunday, but as I sat over here, and then as I've talked to a few folks, the same thing, unsolicited, they were telling me exactly what was happening with me and what it was uh, in the midst of worship. I felt like this spirit of repentance. And you know how sometimes like you'll go to repentance and you'll say, um, it's almost like an intentional checklist. (laughs) And uh, maybe I'm the only one. Um, you, you kind of line these things up and you're like, man, I, I, I repent of that, right? I changed my ways, right? And you're very intentional about how you're praying about it. And, and in this case, it was just like it came up from here and I felt it on the way out and then it just like came out. I don't know how else to explain that. And, and it was, uh, yeah, there's Stacy. Yeah. Um, as I was talking to Stacy this morning, she said the last two Sundays, this has happened to her. And then I've talked to a couple other people. So I told Stacy, and this exact same thing's happening to them. And it's it's this place of alignment where we come into to, to that place of holiness. And we've been through this for several weeks now into holiness and sanctification, and that we come into such alignment with God that the things that are in us, even not gross sin, it's it, just little things, even they can't stay. <laughs> And I relate it to kind of like Moses. When Moses went into the Holy of Holies, he went into the Holy of Holies. He said he didn't have to wear the mask because he's before God. <laughs> he actually was the one that may be blinded. But when he was came out of the Holy of Holies, he actually had to put the veil on. And even that was too light for those that were around him and that had to view him. They, I mean, they had to put their sunglasses on, right? And so and so there was this place that... that that we're walking into that is so great that it's going to require a trust that maybe we haven't had before. And I, I've always said this, and you guys have probably heard me say it before, but you know, faith and trust are similar words, but two radically different things. And um, you know, faith is like jumping off that cliff, right, with the parachute on, knowing that you always got the rip cord. You always got a plan B. You always got a plan C, maybe a plan D. Um, but when you jump off the cliff with no parachute on, and there's only a plan A, <laughs> and his name is Jesus, the, everything seems to change. And um, and I'm not I'm not I'm I'm the first guy to raise my hand and say, listen, <laughs> I, I don't have A. I don't have all the answers. B. Um, B. I struggle like they're like are we willing to trust god in every portion of our life not just with our finances and our marriage and our kids for instance but how about in this area or that area and it just comes to this place where we have to come in such alignment and then we have such trust in the lord we have such a deep trust in the lord that 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 we can engage and um and, re- and rely on him. So I just want to pray into that. Is that okay? Yeah. Lord Jesus, we just thank you. Mm. Even these last three days, Lord, 
these last three days, Lord, as we've, uh, we've engaged you deeper, like, Lord, in the Beatitudes, and um, it says to, for, for us to, to give, pray, and fast, Lord. And I, uh, God, I just repent for not fasting more, Lord. Like, I don't always fast, God. Thank God that, that might, God, we just have a leader that boldly goes in and steps in, Lord. I just thank you for that. God, we thank you for the fasting, Lord. We thank you, God, that there's something that happens when we empty, God, just our flesh. That when we deny our flesh, Lord, which is the access point for the enemy, Lord, something happens. We deny him the access by something that we've done in obedience to you. So, God, I thank you. I don't know who's fasted, Lord. I don't need to know, but, Lord, I thank you, God. That when we step in and, God, we just consecrate ourselves with expectation to God that you're going to move in our lives. That you're going to move in our hearts, Lord. That you're going to advance us, Lord, and press us deeper into your heart, Lord. That we can come away from that point, that, that, that point or that, that season or those moments or those, these three days, Lord. We come away from that with a greater trust in you, knowing that you're there. can't imagine Esther. I know Mike talked about it. I think it was on Sunday, Lord, this, that three-day fast, Lord. Esther didn't know whether she was going to be headed, be beheaded by the king or if he was going to hold out the scepter. Literally, life or death hung in the balance of a moment. But I believe it's the, the fasting, in the fasting, and the consecration, and the holiness, and the sanctification, coming into alignment, God, and defining the realignment, as I mentioned earlier, Lord, who we are to you and whose we are, Lord, that there's something that happens in that moment, Lord, where you respond to your children. So, God, I thank you. God, we just thank you. We just draw our hearts closer to you now, God. Would you just come closer? Jesus, would you just come closer, Jesus? I just want to ask each of you, just close your, if you're not, if your eyes aren't closed, just close your eyes. Just invite, just invite. Lord, I thank you that you take us deeper into every portion of our life, Lord, to trust you in each way, Lord, in each portion of our life, God. God, I repent, God, of compartmentalization, Lord, where I can trust you in this area, but over here, this is different. Or I'm at church and I, I can trust there, but when I'm at work, things change or it's different. Lord, I thank you right now in this season, what's happening throughout the earth is that I, I believe you're blowing it up, Lord. I think you're rearranging it. You're, you're, you're resetting the church. You're doing all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, Lord, you're just bringing us back into alignment to our original purpose with you. You're bringing us back into alignment with you in our hearts. So, God, I just release that, God, over your children tonight, Lord over each and every one of us, Lord. Would we just grow deeper in love with you, become more intimate with you. We trust the one we love.
trust those that we love. And I thank you, God, that we can love before you because, God, you first loved us. That's what gives us the ability to give away the very thing that we've received from you. So we thank you, God, for a love and a trust, Lord. We just bless you. We thank you. We come before you completely vulnerable, God, completely transparent. I thank you, Lord, that that membrane between heaven and earth, God, is just getting thinner. I just, that's what I love about fasting or something that happens where heaven just grows closer to earth. God, we thank you. We thank you that that's a promise in your word. On earth as it is in heaven, let it come near. Let it come closer. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are um, that you are authoring more faith into our heart, and not just faith, but faith that trusts, trusts and believes uh, in your promises and in your words. In Jesus' name. Anna, would you share? Hmm. Abba, Father. We just thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this place. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for this time and this space to just be with you, to speak with you. You are so wonderful. You are so beautiful. You are so kind and merciful. Thank you for everything that you are depositing in every single one of us tonight. God, we thank you for this era, I was feeling so strongly. I didn't share with Mike during a prayer call that we had, but um, the story of Elisha and King Aram. And in this story, it's Second Kings 6. Elisha keeps giving the king of Israel the plans of the enemy. And this king gets pretty upset and wants to go after whoever the traitor is or this prophet that keeps seeing in the unseen realm. And what I felt the Lord just pressing on my heart today is to pray 
verse 15 says, When the servant of the man of God, Elisha, got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. So he's surrounded. Israel is surrounded. And he says, his servant says, Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. And this is Elisha's response. He says, Don't be afraid. Elisha told him, For there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed. And I love that. That was just hitting my heart so hard that as we pray, even Elisha, the prophet that has prophetic eyes to see exactly what the enemy is going to do and knows when something is going to happen, he prays. So God, thank you for this grace to just come to you in prayer and intercession, God. And this is what Elisha prays. He says, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. And so I feel like this is a word from the Lord for us that, especially in this time where there's feels like there's a lot of turbulence that the Lord is wanting us to see in another dimension. The Lord is wanting us to have the eyesight to see what the enemy is doing so that we are not afraid that we can come in boldness and courage and stay in step with what he wants us to do regardless of what is around us. And to be able to see that, yes, the enemy might be there, but the Lord of heaven's armies is surrounding them. And just Romans 8.31 was just hitting my spirit. And it says, if God is for us, then who can be against us? So, Jesus, we just say yes and amen to your promises, God, that you are with us. Who can possibly be against us? And, God, I continue to pray for every single one of us, for your church, for our city, for our state, for our nation, for your body, your bride, God, to have eyes to see in the spiritual realm, in another dimension, what is actually happening, what you are doing, Jesus, not what the enemy is doing, not how we're surrounded in the natural, but to be able to see, just like Elisha asked you, God, I ask you tonight, we ask you tonight, open our eyes so that we can see what you are doing, where you are, and where you are leading us to in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, for spiritual eyes to see right now, tonight, in this era, God, so that we can move with courage and boldness, just like Elisha. He was not afraid. And I thank you that in us seeing, you will give us strategies. You go on in the story and show Elisha exactly what to do with this army that was surrounding them. 
So God, I ask you for grace, for prophetic insight, Lord, to see in that other dimension, in the spiritual realm, God, it is available to us. And as we've been praying about surrender and about our position, I thank you, Jesus, that I just keep hearing him say there's so much more. You're about to see what you've never, ever seen before. No generation, no tribe, no tongue, no people have ever seen what I'm about to do in Jesus' name. So, God, I thank you that there's so much more. The positional place that we hold in you, Jesus, you already did that long ago. That's already done. And there's so much more in a place of relationship and intimacy with you, Jesus, to be able to see what is happening, to be able to hear what you're saying and what you're doing. So, God, I I pray that over us tonight in Jesus' name, that we would hunger and we would thirst to see what you're doing, God, to be able to move with courage and boldness ahead into the things that you're calling us to, to take territory, to declare what the enemy's strategies are, Lord, just like Elisha did, and to know what to do. So, God, I thank you again that in this place of surrender and us being poured out every area of our lives, God, that we have access now to this position in you, Jesus, in you, Holy Spirit, that we have ears to hear and eyes to see. In Jesus' name. I want to make sure we just spend some time at the end here gathering together, maybe in some smaller groups and praying. But I just want to share, I'm going to read this word, and I, I want to share with you uh, just what the Lord is doing even now. So as we, I think as we pray, I was just talking with Andrew, and as we pray, we want to pray individually, but also pray for the nation right now. Uh, just crying out for this nation, calling for alignment for the nation. Uh, there's this thing called an election coming up, I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> uh, but this is, this is just a key time right now. And uh, it's not about personality or anything. It's about the, there's there's bigger things at hand right now. And, um, God is at work and he's moving, and but he's just calling for an alignment of his people. He's calling for us to be aligned with him. His hand will move. He'll do the things that he wants to do. He's asking for a people that will go after him. I, this was a word that came in. Uh, somebody sent this to me, another pastor. And, um, I'm just going to read the last part here. But listen to these words, and I feel like this is going to stir your heart. He said this, The Lord started speaking to me, and this is what I believe he said. I am going to blow off the dust of the plants that have laid dormant for the state of Colorado and the people that I have gathered in this state. Thank you for the light. (laughs) Many have labored for years, believing the promises that I have believing the promises that I have given them. I will tell you that you have not labored in vain, and all that I have spoken will come to pass. It is the wind of my spirit that will blow 
and revival once again my plans. And it will revive, be a revival of my plans that I have set forth in this state. I want you to know that all that I have spoken and all that I have revealed to you is going to come back to life. Many of you have wondered if you would ever see the visions and the desires of your heart come forth. And I tell you that because I have put those in your heart, keep praying, keep believing that you will do all that I have put in you to do. This is a key part of it. Sometimes we actually give up. We start the grumbling and the complaining. And uh, there's a, I was talking about this. We were talking about this today. There's a time for silence, and the Lord will be like, hey, it's that be still. Like, silence yourself. Don't speak things that are not of the Lord. But as you grow, grow, as you are still and you come into his presence and you begin to know what his plans are, then there's a time to speak. Then there's a time to declare, to prophesy things as, as we call heaven down to earth, as we call his plans. But it calls for an alignment first so that we don't misspeak. And that's that be still and know that I am God. So it goes on to say, it says, I, um, I will tell you that because I have put those in your heart, keep praying and believing that you will do all I've put in you to do. Do not let doubt and unbelief rob you of your calling and the purpose of why you were created. As you walk with me and obey my word, you will see my plan for your life come forth. He says this, know that my plans were started and they did not, they did not get to be completed because the enemy sowed strife, division, and pride. And these are things in the church that are still prevalent, where you see strife, you see offenses, you see, you see division, you see pride rise up. And this will shut down the moves of the Spirit. And he, but there is those, those kairos times, those opportune times. It says, understand that the, this alignment, this unity is especially important to see my plan fulfilled. You must be in unity to see what I'm going to do. And you must not take any credit for what I am going to do. I've talked about that before. Don't touch the glory. He gets the glory. So don't try to get credit. Don't try to, to, to raise yourself up. It says if you do that, he will, he will put you down. But those that humble themselves in the sight of the Lord, he'll lift those up in due time. It says, I will use those that understand that it is, that has nothing to do with them that it has all to do with being a yielded vessel who desires for me to receive all the glory and honor. I will not use those who want to make a name for themselves and want to be lifted up in any way. I will use those who I have chosen and will understand that they do not have the human ability and will completely rely on me. It's interesting. This is where it says he confounds the wisdom of the wise. <laughs> like those that think they can do it, that eh, ain't going to happen. Those that walk in humility and realize that it's a complete dependence upon God, those are the ones that he will use. Moses, he said he was the most humble of all, meaning basically he, he, he didn't have it. He couldn't do it on his own. It means a complete reliance upon the Lord. This is a time where we have to realize we can't do it. 
It's not our abilities. And if, it, if we think we can do it, then we're probably, not probably, then we're not in alignment with his plans. Because his plans require things that we cannot do alone. Actually requires a unity with the spirit and a strength of the spirit. The move of my spirit will not be on one man. And I am not, and I am, sorry, uh, so tight in here, I can't read it all. Not being one man, but I am going to have many of my chosen ones that will do what I am asking them to do. You and the world will know that these ones are not walking in their natural ability, but they are walking in the supernatural anointings and giftings given by me. This is what Anna just talked about here with this, that we would have this supernatural eyesight to see what the Lord is doing when there's, there's angels and there's chariots of fire around them and, and the servant didn't even see it until the Lord opened his eyes. These ones that I am raising up are the nameless, the faceless, that have been hidden for the appointed time, for this appointed time. For they have been tested. They have been delivered. They have been tried in fire and they are able to withstand the attacks of the enemy and they still stand. These ones have understood how important it is to die and to know the power in the dying. These ones continually pick up the cross daily and understand in doing this, they are made mighty and strong. It is the weak that I will make strong. It is these ones that use the weapons that I put in their mouth, and I would say, and in their hand to defeat the enemy. It is these who are my remnant that are mighty warriors in my army. These use all the authority that I have given them to tear down strongholds and powers and principalities. They are not, they do not know fear because they know that it is me that lives in them. And they are not going to use their own strength. I am the lion of the tribe of Judah. And when I roar, all the enemy will scatter. Very soon you will hear my roar. I am waiting for the perfect time, the Kairos time. I am waiting for you to do what I have commanded you to do. I am even now surrounding the war cry of you. Whoops. Surrounding the war cry, and many of you are hearing it. Many of you are feeling the stirring in your spirit, to advance. Many of you are being awakened to my desires and to my purposes in the earth. Many of you are not satisfied with your life and how things are going. You feel the tug to turn from the direction you are going in the world and turn to me. This is what I am doing. So listen to my voice and turn to me and I will meet you. The only way that you will know true peace is when you are walking on the path that I have planned for you. You will not experience true peace and joy until you are walking down the only path that will lead to all I have for you to do to advance my kingdom. Let all those who have ears hear what the Spirit is saying and remember, it is not by power, it's not by might, but it's by my Spirit, says the Lord.
So, Father, I just thank you that you are calling us into this alignment in this time. You're calling us into radical obedience, that we would follow your ways, that we would be led by you, and that we would actually surrender our own lives. We would surrender everything, what Andrew was talking about, that there is a greater place of surrender that the Lord is calling us to, a greater place of alignment in this season. When, you, when he pours out his spirit, <laughs> this is the time where we cannot delay. This is the time where there cannot be complacency in our lives. We need to be fully engaged in him, fully aligned with his plans, his purposes. And I believe <laughs> for all of us, we have been tested. We have been delivered. We've been tried in fire. Some of us have been burned a little bit. <laughs> But God is so good. I believe in this time, this is a time where when we stand firm in him, when we stand strong in him, when the attacks of the enemy come, we will not be turned. We will not be swayed. We will not be tossed and turned by the, by the waves. This is a time where we're going to be steadfast, trusting in him. And it also is going to require just that unity and that strength of the body. It is not just, I've talked about this, it's not just us, you and Jesus, it's actually the body of Christ. He commands us to be in unity together, to walk together, to strengthen each other, that we all actually don't have all the giftings that we need. We actually need each other's giftings. We need the body of Christ. So even now, I just, let's, I, I, Andrew, what do you want to do? Do you want to go into groups? Do you want to lead it? Our prayer is that one or several of those things has spoken to you, that uh, one or several of those things the Lord is is impressing on your heart. Uh, and so what we want to do is just ask that kind of in small groups or whoever you came with, that you uh, spend these last few minutes that we have and, and pray, pray through these things. Pray for um, that repentance, that alignment, that trust and faith, uh, and the peace of God. And then... If you're fine on all those things, then just pray for pray for our church, pray for the nation. Yeah.